All right, all right, it's your wonderful host, Demion, back again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's Saturday, not even really sure of the date, thinking it's probably the 10th or something like that. It's not a chilly night, but it's a cool night, I'm enjoying it, I'm sitting here sipping something new, trying this chocolate vanilla swirl or something like that. I asked the lady at McDonald's, I said, do you have any different flavors besides caramel and vanilla? She said, yeah, we have sugar-free vanilla, we have chocolate we have chocolate caramel swirl hazelnut i said okay well let me try the caramel vanilla swirl or whatever you call it so let me give it give it a little something different do a little something different switch it up see what this chocolate swirl does for my conversation but um i guess we're going to go ahead and get into it just going to take it easy gradually build into whatever we build into i don't know where this one's going to go you know we just hit record and we sip so i hope you got your cup let's go You know, I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it. So, I've been taking it kind of easy today, you know, just relaxing. We had some rain off and on. I haven't seen any of it because I've been inside the whole day. This is my first time outside the whole day. Um, it's about, what, 8.47 at night. Woke up this morning, got a lot of documentation done for work. Took it easy, read uh, a lot of the books. I've been reading this book about the Ten Commandments of Success or the Ten Orders of Success by this guy named Isaac. He's Jewish. Um, it's got a lot of info, in, insightful um, little tidbits in there. He's got a little bit of the Torah mixed there, in there. He's got a little bit of the, I guess, the Kabbalah or whatever book that is uh, that they read. But, I mean, the principles and stuff are similar with, you know, some of the Proverbs and stuff that you might read in an everyday Bible. Um, but it's, it's centered around uh, success, you know, and just different things you can do. So I started the day with that, got my daily reading in. A lot of motivation, a lot of inspirational stuff, and then I jumped on there on the computer and started doing some work, you know, keeping the lights on and things like that. But after that, I made a sandwich, an interesting sandwich. I don't know if you all are, um, you know, fond of onions, but okay, so you put onions on your hot dogs, you put onions on your hamburgers and in different meals, right? But you put an adequate amount. You don't put too much. You just put an adequate amount. But uh, I made a cheese sandwich, well, two cheese sandwiches. I made some cheese and ham, but I put some onions on there, and it was a little more than normal, and I toasted it, put it on some parchment paper, stuck it in the oven about 350, had two sandwiches going at the same time. Put a little mayo on the ham once everything came out of the oven, and when I took a bite, I mean, it was, it was good. I mean, there was not a lot of uh, extra stuff, you know, tomato, lettuce, Now I would have loved all that, but I didn't have any tomato and lettuce in the fridge, so... I took a bite of the sandwich, ate the sandwich, and I was like, you know what? This sandwich could use more onions. So I think the next time I make an onion, ham, and sharp cheddar cheese sandwich, I'm going to put just a crazy and insane amount of onion on there because I think it would just take the flavor to the next plateau, you know, to the next level. It was already at a good, I'll say I'll give the sandwich a good 65, 70, you know, on the taste bud. But, I mean, this, it could have it it handled some more onion. So I think next time I'll do that. But um, been watching a lot of interesting content here on YouTube. You know, you get on YouTube and you just kind of swirl around, move around, and see what's up there. And ended up watching this stuff on gangs. You know, they got this guy named OG Percy. Um, I'm not a gang banger. I don't know any gang bangers, but I mean, I know all the gang culture. You know, just from what you see in media or in the news and you know, hearing things and maybe some people, you know, deal with it. But I'm just not really in any of those, you know, groups or cliques like that. 
but I do like to listen to the stories because that's what that's what keeps me on the straight and narrow, keeps me out of trouble, keeps me out of jail, you know, keeps my head on straight, especially when I was young. Uh, you have the appeal of gangs, you know, you're young coming up and you see these guys, you know, 30, 40 deep or whatever in the videos and in the movies and they're a gang and they're a posse and you hit one of them, you got to hit all of them, you know, this whole little street outlaw family. You may hear some cars in the background because, again, I'm sitting out here on this uh, McDonald's at Charles. But, you know, it's kind of alluring, you know. I, I can imagine, especially to a young male or even a young female, you know, if somebody's growing up and they don't have a good family unit in the house, you know, the appeal of joining some brothers and sisters, even if it is in violence, that could just be something to take you out of your normal ho-hum life. Um, but this guy, O.G. Percy from his story, his account, as he's up there telling his interviews, he's a great storyteller. I mean, the stories are compelling. I mean, they're intriguing, pull you in, captivating. But a lot of it is about violence and stuff that he experienced in the prison. He talked about his experience in some prisons down there in Texas. I guess that's where he's from. He's a crip, uh, per his account, you know, per his account, he's a crip. And, you know, you have the main gangs, I guess you got the Crips, you got the Bloods, you got MS-13, Folk Nation, and different things like that. I'm not affiliated with any of these people, like I said, I'm just, you know, speaking off what I know and what I, what I watch and what I consume. So, <clears throat> this guy was up there talking about his experience in the prison and how they had fights in there and they had the inmates playing the uh, the, the the guards playing the inmates you know pitting them against each other like it was a big game and they were betting on them and betting $20 that you know this guy as soon as we put him in the unit he'll go and knock this guy out and all these things and tales of violence and success now it's it's alluring it's great to listen to on the outside while you're not in prison but i mean i would not want to spend one day i'm not even going to sit here and act like you know, I'm just, if I ever had to go to prison, I'm just go in there and be the um, freaking savage killer or something like that. Now, that's not even happening. I'm, but I'm not going to go in there and, and act like I'm afraid. I mean, you got to go in there and you got to do what you got to do. But I know if you go in there, you have to be ready to do whatever you have to do. Meaning, if you got to take somebody out, you got to take somebody out. Even if it means you're getting 20 years and you're never getting out of prison. Because if you go in there from every story account, they have guys on YouTube, you know, just giving their personal accounts of their experiences. If you go in there weak, you know, with the weak mentality, meaning not saying you're going to just knock everybody out. You can't do that. There's always somebody bigger. But the thing is, I guess heart means something in there. You know, if you're somebody who's willing to take a hit and give two hits for that one hit, you know, you get punched, you get up the best you can, and you hit again and you keep fighting, you know, eventually you know, hopefully, you know, you get that respect. And then some people just cave in and then they just do what, start doing whatever people want to do, whether that's, you know, sexual favors or running errands and doing different things or giving up their commissary, as they say, you know, your mom sends you a couple dollars or your friend sends you a couple dollars to prison, put it on your books so you can go to the canteen and buy your little snack cakes and things like that. And then somebody steals it, you don't fight for it, you know, then they're just going to take it. And if you're in there five, 10 years, you don't want to start out like that. So from what I understand, it's it's difficult in there. A lot of people take themselves out. You know, suicide is something that's real because a lot of people just don't want to deal with the injustices and things in there. So it's it's kind of one of those situations where you have to become an animal, so to speak. You know, if you want to survive mentally, become an animal. You're going to have to throw away everything that we value out here. You know, our freedom, our 
you know, ability that if you wanted to walk to the store, get something to eat, you know, take your kid to the park, or if you're a mom, you know, you want to go get your hair and your nails done, you know, and just enjoy yourself, treat yourself, go to have a little spa day. None of that's happening in prison. And if it is happening, it's nothing like we're used to out here. I'm going to just go ahead and say that because it's too many stories, it's too many truths. Um, and I've worked with some people that have been in gangs. Now, they haven't been heavy, heavy, heavy in gangs, uh, but they have had some gang activity. And I don't even know if they were in the Bloods of the Crips, but it just, I mean, none of them had these lives where it was like, oh, yeah, I'm happy to be in a, in a gang and I'm just enjoying myself and having a great time. Like, yeah, you should join. It's always, you know, the streets and, you know, being done wrong and a lot of treachery, a lot of distrust, you know, there's not a lot of brotherhood. So they say it's a brotherhood, a gang, but I mean, it just doesn't sound like the happiest people on the block. Not knocking anybody's set or situation, but it just doesn't sound like that's something that's got a lot of long-term potential. You know, I believe a lot of these guys, you know, I mean, if you're in a gang and you're, you're 30 years old, then you're a freaking OG. You know, you're, you've made it because most people, they probably got a lifespan of about five years. There's a lot of things to choose in this world, um, but something that has a lifespan of five years, no, I'm not signing up for that. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have even seen half of the half of the beautiful things that I saw before I even had my first days five years. I mean, it's that's crazy, but it's the reality for a lot of people, especially in those inner city areas. Here in the States, they have what they call little inner city areas where it's just crime ridden. If you've ever seen the movie RoboCop and you have all those punks in the street and people just don't care doing drugs and crime and robbing and mugging and stealing and killing, you know, break in, attempted robbery, armed robbery, um, arson, you know, hijacking people. I mean, broad day, like they, they do that stuff. Um, you know, and some of them try to have a little bit of organized crime to it, you know, but I mean, if you're in a, if you're gang banging with a freaking $25 pistol that you done bought off somebody, I mean, you're not in no serious, you know, click or serious set or serious branch of a, of an organization. Um, but they do have in these other, other areas, you know, other countries normally, uh, cause here in the States, you know, I think we had the mob and all that mafia stuff going on, uh, but you don't hear about it as much. So if it does exist, I'm not saying it doesn't, if it does exist, then they're doing it, I guess, on a smarter level. They're operating, you know, they're wearing suits. <laughs> you just don't see them until you see them. You know, they're hitting you a little differently now. I don't think they're just outside on Broad Day Street, you know, lighting up the freaking cafe, you know, shooting 13 people in the street, walking away. That's a movie. It doesn't happen like that in real life. It doesn't. It just doesn't happen like that in real life. It's no way for it to happen like that in real life uh because i mean people seeing something like that i mean today here in, in the states anyway it's, it's just not going to happen there's too many people walking around with guns you know they're not even in a gang they just walk around with guns and ready to shoot people and if there's somebody's over there lighting up a freaking thing they're, they're gonna put a stop to that you know they're gonna put a stop to that but um yeah i was on there watching a few things and uh percy was telling his tales and you know, it's like, man, he, he talks about his lack of education, you know, textbook education, school, the standard, put that in air quotes, the standard of education that most of us have achieved, but he has a lot of street knowledge. You know, it's like, you know, when you, you, you can tell, you can tell when somebody 
has grown up and they spend a lot of time in the streets, you know, just around bad company and have survived these situations. It's not saying it's a choice a lot of people make sometimes. You have no other choice but to grow up in that. You know, your parents, I mean, they do the best they can with the, the money they have, but if you grow up in poverty and they're in gangs and drugs and all that stuff, then guess what you're going to see? Instead of, you know, playing checkers, family night, you're, you're freaking breaking down crack rocks or something like that at the dinner table, you know, kids doing that, you know, or you wake up and you're, your freaking parents are smoking weed and stuff like that in the house, you know, if you have to grow up with that type of environment, I'm sure it affects your psychology and just really does a number on your view of the world. I imagine it could be hard to even fathom some of the stuff we talk about on this podcast, you know, success and money and learning a whole nother language, you know, having the time to sit back and learn a whole nother language and build new skill sets and, you know, push yourself to the limit. Now, they're pushing drugs and they're pushing prostitution and they're pushing, you know, guns and arms and bullets. And I couldn't even imagine what it's like going to school, you know, having to bring a gun, you know, like bringing a gun to school. I mean, it's tough enough just passing algebra, you know, tough enough remembering to get your science project done, tough enough trying to pass chemistry. But I mean, if you got to be like, okay, I got my freaking textbook, I got my notebook, got my pencils, got my pens, got my Glock, you know, in a a couple clips. No, uh, no, that's, but that's the reality for a few people, you know, a few thousand people, you know, just the world is just something else. Now, this is in the States. I don't know what's going on in England. I don't know what's going on in China, Taiwan. I don't know. Vietnam, how serious it is over there, Brazil, but I mean, it's just, it's tough, you know, gangs are just those things that, um, find somebody, you know, if you're growing up with all those kind of shortcomings, I mean, I could just imagine somebody, here, man, I'll give you a hundred dollars a week if you just take this across the street, so you take it across the street, you do it a few times, you know, you got a little money in your pocket, and he's like, okay, well, you did that, here, take this one, to that side of the street or take this one across town or get on the bus and take this one now you're running drugs for somebody you know and normally they prey on these young guys you know these little kids you know six seven they want to be cool they don't have no big brothers so their big brother's the guy on the corner dealing dope and they got them running drugs for them and they don't even know it, you know they take their little hundred dollars and go buy a football and some gum and candy and things like you know like that's that's bad. That's the that's the negative. That's the negative step of it. You know, they kind of groom these kids into it. Not these little knuckleheads, 14, 15, that want to be hardcore. You know, you don't have to be a gang member, but they go out there and just, you know, they want to be tough. You know, they're tired of getting beat up or something, and they decide to join a gang, not really fully understanding what that means. That means if you're part of that set, anybody against it, you know, you're going to have to defend yourself just because you're affiliated with people. If I'm affiliated with something, I want to be affiliated with people that are making money, people that are making moves, people that are making positive differences in the world, positive differences in the world, you know, spreading kindness, joy, helping others, not people that are killing and raping and pillaging and and just destroying civilizations and families. You know, I don't want to be affiliated with something where people are like, uh, oh yeah, well, that's the reason their grandma's crying or their mom's crying or their kids growing up without a dad. And nah, you know, gangs, there's just no, there's no future in it. There's just no future in it. Now, 
Gangs in the negative sense. Now, I guess some people consider Christianity a gang, Catholicism a gang, Buddhism a gang. Yeah, there's thousands, millions of members, right? But they're not out there killing people. You know, now there were, and there are holy wars, you know. Got a lot of that going on, I think, in the, in, in the Middle East. They have a lot of holy wars out there. But it's different, you know. They're not out here for some rag or something like that, you know, freaking turf or street that nobody owns, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a spiritual war. There will always be war. There will always be violence, I guess, in the world. But, I mean, if you don't have to participate, you know, if you're not forced into the situation, you know, it's not a matter of life and death survival. I mean, choose life, you know. Choose peace, you know. You'll, you'll, you'll sleep better at night, you know. You'll get along farther, you know. But if you're out here just uh, busting heads every time you get a chance, you know, if you're that person that's just always getting upset and, you know, becoming real uh, offensive when somebody, you know, just speaks their mind or somebody looks at you and you feel they disrespected you because they blink their eyes too quick. Nah, you're not going to be around long like that. You're just not going to be around. Now, that might be cool and that might be tough in your little sect. You know what I mean? As long as you're in prison, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. I mean, you can be king of the jungle, king of the concrete jungle. But when you get out here in this world. You know, the world which I plan on staying in and which most people out here that are listening to this. I mean, if somebody's in prison listening to this. Hey, man, I'm, or girl, you know, I'm giving you your 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 props. You are really, really the VIP. You know, I appreciate that. You know, you're coming out. You're going to make a difference. I mean, if you're taking the time to learn another language, just taking the time to get some of these insights and just improve and build, you know, and use it for good. Then, yeah, you know, no negative thing there. And I'm not knocking anybody that's had to participate in a gang or has been in a gang. I just hope that, you know, even if you do have a, a tough start, you know, in life, that, you know, you you learn from it and then you evolve. Don't just stay there. You know, don't just stay there. Get into a situation where something's going to help you carry on to the next level. Where you can reach back and help your family or build a family and, and help others and just be, you know, at one with yourself, one with the goals and stuff that you have in line, but I mean, I mean, if your goals are crime, then I mean, <laughs> you do what you do, just stay on that side of the street, I'll stay on this side of the street, you know, but uh, you can still learn English, I mean, hey, you got, you got crime in, in, in America, you got crime in Russia, you got crime in uh, Iceland, I'm sure, you got crime in freaking um, Brazil, you got crime in Australia, you know, there's always going to be uh, bad apples out there or people that are looking to get over on people. I don't know if you guys can hear the raindrops out here, uh, but it's starting to rain. But we'll go ahead and take a short break, and then uh, we'll probably close it out. Uh, I've already overstayed my welcome looking at the time here with this um, this this audio, this one recording here. But uh, yeah, we'll take a short break, and then we'll come back and close it out. All right, so here we are. We're getting ready to shut things down. Just sitting out here watching these cars go by and I've been noticing a lot of them have uh, lights in their tires you know these trucks they all got lights in their tires I don't know what that's about everybody's acting like it just came out or something but I mean this was back out in the early 2000s I remember seeing things like this but it just seems like here in Greenville we just got an influx of people that decided to put lights in their tires and they're all dropping the back end of these trucks so they're all riding like they're just looking like some hot rods or I don't even know what you call them. I'm sure they have a name a name for these type of trucks when they drop the end of it. So first they jack the truck up. So they just put a lift kit on it. So, you know, they lift it, I don't know, 
six feet or 10 inches or however it looks, but they all got the wheels down here and the truck up here, and then they lean the truck back. It's crazy. I'm sure the suspension's all jacked, and they probably put $13,000 or more in it, you know, for these lift kits and these suspension kits just so they can ride around looking like uh, their truck's on steroids, which is cool. But, I mean, I wouldn't have that as my day vehicle. Just me. I'm a practical guy. I wouldn't have that as my day vehicle. Um, but uh, what else is going on? I don't know. This rain is this rain is starting to come down. Um, it's interesting. I, I wanted to make a pizza today. Didn't get around to it. I guess I'll make it tomorrow. Um, I'm going to stop by this grocery store up here, Harris Teeter. I might get some sushi. Um, every now and then I like to treat myself to a little sushi. And I don't care to go to sushi bars and stuff and sit in there. But... They sell sushi over there in the little seafood section. Got the chopsticks, so I think I might um, I might go over there and grab grab a couple of um, tuna rolls, California rolls or whatever, uh, just to have a little switch up to the taste. Been eating a lot of chicken, turkey, and I mean beef, but that's all they really sell here. I mean, I w really wish they had a different meat, you know, something different. I would love to go to the store and find something other than chicken, turkey, or beef. You know, just something new to try, another another meat. I mean, I, I'm sure people are eating more than just those three things. You know, I don't want to eat anything too crazy now. You know, but I want to eat something tasteful, you know. Something that's got a little little chew to it. You know, I've, I've eaten a few um, hunting projects or whatever when people go out and hunting, you know, the main game and things. And I don't agree with hunting. I don't agree with hunting in, this, in the sense that you know, Bambi, I mean, the movie, you just can't, you can't shoot Bambi, but Bambi tastes good, you know, <laughs> Bambi's got, got, got some taste to her, you know, Bambi is, is a tasty dish, now, I'm not gonna hurt Bambi, I'm not, I'm not gonna hurt Bambi, you know, Bambi's just too, too beautiful to, to destroy, but, you know, if somebody has, uh, <laughs> found one of Bambi's cousins and put her on a plate, I'm not gonna refuse it, you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm not I'm not going to be the one to put her on the plate. I'm just I'm just not that guy. Now, somebody could say the same thing about fishing. You know, fishing is cruel. You're snatching fish out of the water. Fish eat fish. You know, they're eating each other. They're already cannibals. You know, they're they're eat, literally eating each other. You know, the 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 big fish eats the smaller fish and then the bigger fish eats that the fish that thought he was bigger than the fish, bigger fish eats him. So, I mean, you could catch a fish, cut the fish in half, and the same type of fish will eat that fish. Fish are, fish are savages. Fish are just savages. I'm not saying it makes it any better or any less, but fish are savages, and they taste good. <laughs> I mean, they taste good. I got, I got a, I've had my share of fish. I eat fish. I don't know about you, but I've had my share of fish. You know, you take a shrimp, put it on a hook, throw it out there, you catch a pinfish, right? You take the pinfish, you cut the pinfish in half, you throw it out there, you catch some croaker. You cut the croaker up, you throw it out there, you catch some drum. You know what I mean? So it's like you size up. You take this little two-inch fish, catch a nine-inch fish, then you got a good 18, 20-inch fish, put it on the plate, put it in some grease, put it in the oven, however you want to do it. But um, I'll leave you guys with that one, but uh, stay safe out there. Be careful. You know, just be careful. Watch where you're stepping. Look both ways before crossing the street. And I know you're grown. I know you're all adults and you've been out here living long enough to take up the time to learn another language. And I appreciate the fact that you're here doing that with me. But yeah, just just be careful. All right. I'll see you in the next one.